On January 3rd, 2023, I ordered some Benadryl as I was waiting an awfully long time for my acid dealer to come through. At this point, all I wanted to do was not be sober so I would take anything that was handed to me. I've never had a bad trip or even a bad experience on any drug except the early days of weed smoking with all the paranoia. I always research the living hell out of all the drugs I take and make sure I'm getting from a legit dealer. With my love for horror and the fact it was a legal high, I slowly convinced myself to try it. Worst mistake of my life. The next day my package arrived and I waited for my parents to sleep so I could trip. I originally was going to split it with my best friend, 500 milligrams each. However, as I said earlier, I could not help myself at the time. Knowing I had a way to not be sober right in front of me was an opportunity too hard for me not to take. I popped 500 milligrams and an hour later popped the other 500 milligrams. About two hours into my initial dose, I started to feel it. I started seeing pixels on the walls flowing extremely fast. At first, it was hilarious for some reason. I was on a Discord call to my friends uncontrollably laughing at what I was seeing. The pixels started getting more and more in-depth, morphing into faces, shapes, and animals, you name it. I started feeling extremely heavy and was dehydrated. I tried to get some water, but was very quickly distracted. I saw two translucent figures appear in my room with morphing heads. Both of their eyes were following me, and I could not go to the bathroom as they were standing right in front of the door. I wasn't really having too bad of an experience thus far, and was still somehow in a good mindset. The figures started fading in and out of existence. I noticed how dark and grungy my room looked, and then one of the figures faded back into reality and took one big step closer to me and faded back out. This is when I truly started getting terrified. I had this horrible feeling of impending doom and a sinking feeling in my chest that I could not ignore. I went back to my PC and tried speaking to my friends. I couldn't get a word out and left the call pretty quickly after that. I started hearing whispers and seeing spiders crawling in the corners of my room. I remember I looked down and a little white spider was crawling up my leg and was growing as it got closer. Even though I am terrified of spiders, for some reason it wasn't bothering me. At this point there was still a part of me that knew it wasn't real. I heard a woman scream behind me and it sent me into panic mode. I laid down on my bed praying that I could fall asleep. I was extremely tired but was too terrified to even close my eyes. I was still seeing faces on the walls, different variations of the translucent figures in my room, spiders in every corner and was hearing whispers coming from every direction. My best friend who I planned to take the DPH with walked into my room and said hi. I got a burst of energy and managed to get up and hug him. I was so relieved. We started talking about random stuff and felt like he was there for hours. Then I nodded my head and had teleported back to my chair. My friend had disappeared entirely. This kept happening over and over again and was frightened to my core as I could no longer tell what was real and what was fake. To anyone who has tried DPH, you know exactly what this feels like. The way you just nod back up like you just woke up from a dream, except you thought it was a thousand percent real. Seriously terrifying stuff, and that alone should convince you not to try this shit. 
The last thing I remember before going into complete psychosis was everyone I knew came into my room. Friends, family, people I hadn't seen in years. They all started screaming at me, telling me how much of a failure I was and how I hurt them. They were telling me to kill myself over and over again as they circled me. Then all of a sudden, I nodded up again, and they were all gone. The only things I remember before I started coming to was me in a tunnel. It was puke green and looked like something out of Alien. It felt like I was staring at this tunnel for days on end, couldn't move, speak, even think properly. Then I was in a very similar looking puke green colored building, which I think was my old school lunch area. There was a huge spider on the wall that didn't move, and below it was a long pane of glass. On the other side of that glass, I saw every girl I had a crush on, loved, and had been in a relationship with. There was an old man chasing them with a the frying pan, beating them all to death while I was forced to watch, still not being able to move. I was so sad that I couldn't help them. It broke me completely for months after the experience. In a blink of an eye, I was in the hospital with my mom who sat next to me. I was still very confused, asking her questions like, Where's my computer? Why does my room have windows now? I was still convinced I was in my room somehow. Everyone in the hospital was morphing into people I knew, and I thought everyone was staring at me, sometimes laughing, which they probably were. I was not obeying the orders of the doctors and kept pulling the IV line out of my wrist. I kept begging my mom to take me home when I realized where I was. I also kept getting phantom cigarettes, which apparently is a bit of a delirient phenomenon. Constantly taking one puff I didn't know I had, then looking down and it disappearing. I was finally coming to and later that night was checked out of the hospital and was on my way home. I was basically back to normal at this point, still seeing minor delusions and phantom cigarettes, but I could think straight. My mom told me she woke up at 8am and I was half naked in the garden speaking gibberish. I was trying to call my friends on a calculator and even an orange juice carton. My friend who was still on call with me for the start of my trip said when I came back to the mic, I was speaking gibberish and he couldn't understand a single word. Apparently, my mom said at one point I wasn't even speaking gibberish, and it was like a new language, which she thought sounded like Latin. I can't even fathom how that's possible. For the next month or so, I couldn't get anything I saw out of my mind, but it slowly got better with time, and has honestly made me a lot better of a person. I realized a lot about myself that day, and as horrible of an experience as it was, it woke me up to so many things. I am doing a lot better now and it's safe to say I'll be sticking with the classic psychedelics from now on. I've never really been a big fan of marijuana or alcohol. Definitely a user, just not a big fan. I'm more into the instant gratification type of drugs, i.e. MDMA, LSD, and painkillers. I don't have to worry about smoking or filling my stomach with liquids I'm going to puke up anyway. A friend told me about Marazine, and I was instantly intrigued by some of the stories he had witnessed and heard about. I mean, a drug that basically shuts off your waking mind and keeps your body and dream state wide awake? Christ, where do I sign up? Well, it's somewhat hard to find good over-the-counter drugs these days, especially in Washington. 
So I ordered two boxes of Merazine from an online pharmacy for four bucks a pop plus shipping. I'm not going to go into detail about the effects because it's pretty much like Dramamine and that's been pretty well documented here already. I ate by myself because I'm a big fan of frying by myself, but that had to have been my first mistake and a long night of many mistakes. I ate around 8pm and it only took an hour or so before I started feeling anything. There was about 15 minutes of lightness and mild euphoria before everything snapped and I started tripping balls. I don't really remember much else too vividly, except for some great conversations with some really nice people who weren't there and what was written in the police report. After everything kicked in, I felt like experiencing the outdoors, so I made my way down to the Seattle waterfront and got, God knows how, onto the Seattle Bremerton Ferry at around 10.30. I sat down, talked to a few people, and then got really mad at the direction the boat was going in. I remember telling my friends to go do something about it, but they had the nerve to disappear, so I stumbled around the boat until I found the bridge and proceeded to tell each and every person up there, imaginary and real, to turn the boat around because we're going in an illegal direction. I really think it was the back and forth screaming of, this is my boat, no this is my boat, that led them to believe something was up with me though. Next thing I know, I'm in what seems to be the broom closet, courtesy of three huge men. I honestly don't remember much after that until the next morning, but it's my understanding that I was screaming mutiny at the top of my lungs for about 20 minutes straight while I was in there. After a fun day in jail and receiving a lot of shit from my friends, I'd still say it would be worth doing again. I would definitely require of myself a babysitter, and perhaps a lower dosage so periods of the trip aren't so faint, but I can only imagine I was having some fun that night. I probably won't be doing this too often though. You wanna lose your mind? Take some Dramamine, yeah the anti-motion sickness medicine your mom used to give you on long car trips. But you say, that just made me drowsy and fall asleep. How does that count for losing your mind? Well, that's because you were taking, at most, two of the sleep aid motion sickness remedy. Let me tell you a little story about when I decided to take 20 of the damn things. To begin, I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm going to a good college, majoring in philosophy and getting straight A's. I should know better than to screw around with pharmaceutical drugs at high doses, but alas, my intelligence failed me this last summer. I went out of my way to party as much as I could this summer, as during the school year, my time is pretty much monopolized by schoolwork. I drank a lot of beer, smoked a lot of weed, and took a lot of mushrooms. It was a fun time all in all, but then came a July night where everything went quite wrong. I was over at a friend's house when we felt the need to get high. With no money to hook up a sack of weed and no one to buy us beer, we began to brainstorm other ways to get high. My friend innocently suggested that we could take some Dramamine, I think half-jokingly. However, I was compelled to actually go through on this suggestion and get some. I took it that night and not much happened. I got tired and fell to sleep. I thought it was a pretty big letdown and left it at that. The next week, however, already stoned and drunk, I jokingly suggested to another friend that we trip on some Dramamine. 
This time, however, I grabbed all they had left and ended up taking 20 of them. 12 regular Dramamine, Diamond Hydronate, and 8 Dramamine 2, Lestrazi Formula Meclizine. My friend didn't feel much from them and ended up heading home early because they made him really tired. It was about the same for me, an overwhelming sense of exhaustion for a couple hours, and then it happened. A steady, constant noise started up in my head, a whomp, 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 repeating over and over in my mind. I began to feel a strong charge to my chest each time the sound came as well. My body shook violently in course to the noise that seemed to be coming from the TV. The exhaustion had become an insane body high, and I had begun hearing voices. It was frightening as the voices didn't seem like hallucinations, but honest to god people talking to me. I heard my name being whispered and yelled, and saw and heard things in the television that weren't there. I was apparently watching the cartoon The Critic, but it appeared to be some kind of nightmarish children's show. It was vague and I was quite delirious at this point, but I started panicking and decided to go home. This is where the real problem began. I drove to my friend's house that night. I'm not a big fan of drunk driving, but I thought I was fine to drive home on Dramamine. Well, it was all vague at this point, but I drove around my friend's neighborhood, a very familiar neighborhood for a solid hour, going in a circle. I was completely unaware of where I was going and how to get there. Also, I was incredibly tired. It was about 1am and I had woken up early that day, which coupled with all this Dramamine was enough to knock an elephant out. Thus, for reasons I cannot explain, I decided to take a nap in my car. I didn't pull over for the snap or even turn off the car. I just put it in park and fell asleep at a stop sign. I must have been out for 15 solid minutes until a car finally came up behind me and began honking until I moved. I was terrified at what I had just done, but was still quite delirious. I was hearing all kinds of nightmarish voices calling my name, and that's when the visuals kicked in. Mailboxes transformed into red-eyed demons charging at my car. I swerved to dodge them like they were real. I rocked from one side of the street to the other, avoiding demons and imaginary children while going about 55 miles per hour in the small neighborhood. And that's when I noticed a cop without his lights on was following me. I noticed him about the time I finally found my way out of the neighborhood and onto a main street. I have no idea how long he was following me, but it was clear I was intoxicated and driving like an idiot. Once I reached the main street, he pulled me over, and I figured this was it. Goodbye to my scholarship, goodbye to my parents' trust, goodbye to my friends, and goodbye to my freedom. This officer was clearly suspicious of me, but for some reason I have yet to discover, he cut me some slack. In my delirium, I couldn't even tell him where I was from and changed my story about five times in the period of two minutes. On top of that, I couldn't even find my registration that was sitting on top of everything in my glove compartment. This cop, however, didn't even care. He told me he just wanted to make sure I was alright and that I was going to make it home safe. After running my license to make sure I had no warrants for my arrest, he let me go home. Well, the adrenaline from that scare kept me awake and got me home in one piece, but I realized how lucky and just how fucking stupid I was that night. I took 10 times the suggested dosage of an over-the-counter drug that I had little experience with, and furthermore, attempted to drive on it while still somewhat drunk and high. 
I am lucky I didn't die. I'm lucky I didn't kill someone, and I'm very lucky that I wasn't arrested. I don't know what possessed that officer to show mercy on me, but I thank my stars every day. I will never touch that crap again, and I recommend to any of you, unless you have a death wish, to never, under any circumstances, try and trip off a Dramamine. It's depressing, frightening, dangerous, and disassociating. Stick to weed, alcohol, mushrooms, LSD, or anything else but this. Trust me, it is not worth it. A friend of ours, let's call him Rich, drank a tea brewed from Datura flowers, Sydney, Australia, that were growing in a neighbor's yard. He had been warned that it was a bad idea. Let me preface this by saying that before he consumed this tea, he was a reasonably rational person. Although considered somewhat eccentric, he was 20 years old and was attending Macquarie University at the time. The tea was brewed and we lived about 15 miles away. At about 2 a.m. in the morning, Rich shows up in his underwear, boxers and a t-shirt, at our door babbling about his mother needing money for the holiday. We looked outside and saw a cab waiting. I went out and asked the cabbie what was going on. He told me that our friend had hailed him at Hyde Park in the city center and asked to be taken to our place. He was babbling incoherently and the cabbie felt sorry for him. Australians are like that, ask no questions, just help him out and took a chance. I paid the cabbie for the ride and went inside. Rich started saying that his room was the living room and that he wanted all the people to leave so he could, something or another, let's just say it was nonsense, cause there was only three of us there. After about 60 minutes of babbling, he went into the kitchen where he was talking to the tea tin while shaking his fist violently at the refrigerator. He mysteriously turned and went out the back door and then started talking to the orchids. We were considering taking him to a hospital, but let him into a spare bedroom and watched him overnight. He remained in a weird state for at least another 24 hours. My girlfriend took a day off work to watch him. After he stopped his babbling, he became very quiet and would not talk to anyone. We later learned that he had visited several other people during that night, mysteriously leaving at some point. No one knows how he got to Hyde Park. He did strange things such as pulling out his penis and investigating it closely for hours, pretending to be eating and drinking things, talking to inanimate objects. The list goes on and on. The sad thing is that after this episode, he became psychotic and refused to talk to anyone for about two years. His life was ruined and he wandered from friend's house to friend's house looking for food and shelter. He effectively became a hobo, disappearing for months on end. After a few years, he began talking to people and learned what had happened. He was very ashamed, but still remained somewhat psychotic. He has never returned from that holiday. We are posting this to let others know of how dangerous this stuff is, and to stay away from it. I have found very few reports or incidences online of such an experience with promethazine hydrochloride. I initially thought my dosage was in line with what was recommended. However, from what I can tell, for the high dosage that I took, other drugs are usually prescribed alongside it to help counteract some of the negative effects of said dosage. 
I had been struggling with insomnia due to quitting weed and was also dealing with an issue with alcohol dependency. Nothing extreme, but at least three days a week, I would consume maybe four to six 500 milliliter bottle of high strength beer, 8% alcohol. The night in question where I took the promethazine, I was recovering from bad anxiety due to being hungover. It's worth noting that I am generally an anxious person, so this reaction may have been exacerbated by my anxiety. I had been prescribed promethazine by my doctor before to help deal with sleep issues. I was instructed to take a 25 milligram pill before bed to help induce sleep. On this night, however, I had no prescription, so I was forced to buy the oral suspension. It came in a liquid 100 milliliter bottle with 5 milligram promethazine per 5 milliliters. I decided to chug 80 milliliters, 80 milligrams of promethazine, worth of liquid, as the box recommended highest dosage was 75 milliliters, however not the recommended dosage for the purposes I was using it for. It was about 30 or 40 minutes in before I started to feel effects, however they were not the usual drowsy-like effects I had felt when taking it before in smaller doses. Everything looked very sharp and I felt a bit on edge. I tried calming myself down and saying that it was just my anxiety. It was about two hours in when things took a turn for the worse. The only way I could describe it was that it was like an extremely bad panic attack coupled with vivid hallucinations. I wasn't delirious as I knew the hallucinations weren't real, but they were still very frightening. The most prominent hallucination was every flat surface I looked at had a bunch of symbols moving across it. If anyone has tried to hack a terminal in the game Fallout, they might know what I am talking about. It was just a bunch of stars, asterisks, and brackets blinking on said surfaces. This was followed by perceiving every speck on the wood flooring in my room as a spider. I would first see them as just a spot, but then they would grow legs and move around. I also recall seeing some rain dropping on a puddle, and my mind vividly perceiving that as a metal snake lashing back and forth. If it was just hallucinations I was dealing with, I would have been fine. The hallucinations themselves were not that scary. It was the accompanying paranoia, palpitations, and anxiety propelling me towards the conclusion of insanity that had me in a twist. A twist that took four hospital visits to solve. I won't be taking unprescribed promethazine again.